Hey everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Techish, featuring your two hosts, Avidesi and Michael Behane. We got a lot to cover in this episode. It's going to be a short one, a quick one, but just before I forget, don't forget you can always support us on Patreon. Monies. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Techish. And if you'd like to get involved in today's discussions, use hashtag Techish on Twitter because we check that and we always answer back, don't we? Yeah, we do. We're watching. Right. <laughs> in a non-creepy way. <laughs> hey, everyone. Just want to thank this week's sponsor, OneNolo.com. They are an on-demand staffing platform and they are looking for a mobile technical lead. Um, you'll be managing developers and working across both iOS and Android. I put the job description in the show notes. The role's based out in San Francisco. So please have an application if it sounds like a fit for you. And yeah, good luck. I'm going to start with this crazy story that you pointed out to me. It was on Twitter originally. Uh, a tech conference event meetup in Italy. Yeah. Uh, a photo went viral. Uh, it's a photo of the tech titans that had met up at this event featuring... I think Reid Hoffman was there. A few other of the who's who, like... In tech, tech who's who. Yeah, so there's a bunch of old white dudes, tech leaders, and they're in this picture, and then, like, there's two women in the picture. Bearing in mind, there's, like, 15 dudes. But somebody noticed the women looked a bit strange. Mm, and uh, Something someone, was amiss. Something was amiss, and they did a bit of, like, detective work, and they realised that the women were photoshopped into the picture. So... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Where do I begin? Yeah, I mean, I think someone said, like, Photoshop let be the change that you want to see in the world so let's not even bother to like you know make it change let's photoshop the change in they, uh, what, why stop at women could have photoshopped some black people in a disabled person a breastfeeding woman why not someone in a wheelchair apparently though the, the women were at attendance right of the actual event but they weren't in the picture taken oh, so right. they were like oh my days we didn't get a picture with the women so we look really bad how do we rectify this Let's Photoshop this. We, I'm just like, bro, like, if the ugh, you know what? Is there an element, though, where this represents progress where people are so embarrassed now that they won't even just present the picture? Because I think 10 years ago, that mm. this wouldn't have happened because they would have just done the picture and be like, yeah, yeah and what? Like, like whatevs. Yeah, but it's still a long road to go. But, like, do you see what I'm saying? I just, it's just who, okay, this is, this is, this is what's disturbing. One, that someone came up with the idea. Two, that other people agreed. And then three, that someone actually went ahead and did it. Yeah, apparently. So all the CEOs in the picture co-signed it. Not, not the Photoshop Co-sign- thing, but they looked at the picture and said, I approve for this to go online. That lies. Yes, apparently, no, if you read the... Even Reid Hoffman. Hoffman did except, not except agree. For, except for Jeff Bezos. And there's a reason why he's the richest man in the world. Because he knew. The he savvy. was like, nah. He was like, nah. Like, he was like, nah, I'm not involved. So uh, everybody be like Jeff, not in always, but like in this way. If you see a picture where there's women photoshopped in to make it look like it's more inclusive, just say, I'm not involved. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. So the story, other story I want to talk about is a bit of a random one. So we're all familiar with DJ Khaled, isn't it? So he had an album come out recently. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, as the he always says. The worst Hot Ones performance ever, by the way. What's that? Do you know Hot Ones? Uh-uh. Okay, if you're listening and you know, nod along. If you don't, Hot Ones is this like YouTube show where this guy interviews celebrities. The challenge is they have oh, to the work thing. their way up hot sauces and yes. increasing levels of spice, eating chicken wings or tofu chicken wings. Right. If they pass the challenge, then they yeah. get a minute to plug whatever they want to plug at the end. Okay. When DJ Khaled was on that show, worst performance ever, he was like, oh, this stuff's so spicy. I'm going to die. It's going to kill me. And he basically said that because it was a threat to his health, he had to tap out of 
the challenge. Now, looking at <laughs> DJ Khaled, I don't think I don't think that guy's too concerned with health. <laughs> Especially when it comes to what he eats. You throw shade at his weight. Come on, man. That's fat shaming. So like, I'm not, you took the story in a whole different direction. All right, I'm just cool. saying. Okay, anyway, back to you. Yeah, so DJ Khaled. <laughs> no fat shaming. So anyways, he, he, although he does work out a lot and never seems to lose any weight, his Snapchat was always him working out. And I was like, mm. what's going on here? Anyway, so he, he was, um, he's, got his, he's promoting his new album. And his persona has always been one of like hyper-positivity. But he didn't get the number one spot. Tyler, the creator, with his new album, Eagle, which is actually really good, got the number one spot. That is a solid album. Solid album. And I only checked it out because of this story. I'm going to explain. So DJ Khaled released a video on his Instagram saying how, like, you know, my album, when you go outside, you hear it in the barbershops. You hear it on the radio. It ain't no mysterious album, but you don't hear it nowhere. And everyone's like, is he sending shots at Tyler, the creator's oh. album? Because he didn't get to number one. And it was like, whoa, like, this is a person who's built their persona of positivity and just being like, because he's not really an artist per se, he hasn't got no talent, but people F of him because they're like, he's a nice guy, you know what I mean, whatever. And it was like, wow, like, and it, at least on the Twitter community, it seemed like people were like, yo, you really did kind of ruin your reputation and it takes a lifetime to build one and it takes a few minutes to ruin one. Shatter. When I saw that, I was like, yo, this guy's a top hater. Wow. Yeah, and you know how he's always like, you know, don't let they ruin your thing. Don't let they, you know, you like, don't let they ruin. Don't. He's always talking about haters, and he basically became the hater. And I was like, DJ Khaled, come on, do better. Wow. I don't know what the what the intellectual subject is regarding this, but I was just disappointed in DJ Khaled. That's all I've got to say. Not cool. Not, not cool. cool. Also, let me see you in a blonde wig and a and a, and a suit. Yeah, Tyler, his album is decent. You know what? Decent album. Good music videos as well. I, I, I'm I'm partial to the occasional music video. They are do you, suck me in. They lure you, me in. Are you an honorary member of Odd Future? Yeah, dude, I've been watching them. Yeah, you Odd strike Future me as an Odd Future type person. Time, man. Since time. All the Turkish fans in India or of Indian origin or who just like India or Indian food or anything related to India, holla, you're getting your own space station. Are they? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, breaking news, India plans to have its own space station in the future and conduct separate missions to study the sun and Venus. Wow. This news broke on Thursday, 13th of June. What are your thoughts? Now, I'm just saying, India, it's a big country. It's yeah, got a lot massive. going on. Is this a positive move for the Indian people? I think so. I think it's indicative that the world is changing. It's not the world that me and you were born into all the way back in the 80s, given away our age here. What you mean? <laughs> Cold, you mean the Cold War? Yeah. No, I so said when we were born, like, you know, China and India were seen as impoverished nations or at least developing nations, right? And now we've got... India and Asia in general is rising. Mm. Um, you know, by the time you know uh, our children or future generations are around, it's gonna be an Asian world, and we're mm. just gonna be living in it. Let's keep it one hundred. The West's uh, gonna be in the shadows. Yeah, and you know, I've heard it said it's not the rise of Asia, it's the return of Asia in the sense that historically yes. Asia has been has had the richest GDP. I think something crazy I read how before the British Empire colonized India, it had like the highest the GDP of India was something crazy in terms wow. of like output, and then they. They had their backs broken by the by empire and um, completely, you know, raided full of all, re all resources and whatnot. So really, China and India are kind of returning to their quote-unquote historical right, rightful position. And 
it's how do we, as people that live in the West, adapt to that? You know, I'm just afraid that there's going to be some xenophobia. There might be some kind of Cold War type ish, kind of what you're already seeing with China and the whole Huawei situation. Um, I think it represents good progress. I'm happy that they're doing a space station. I'm not one of those people that's like, why do we go to space when there's people poor? Like, you know, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can do the space stuff. Mm. The problem is, why aren't we? No, because there's still a lot of money around. You know, we have the money for that, but we also should have the money. To me, the money that's being wasted is, is the people that are putting in the Cayman Islands, the people that, the money that's, that's on corruption. Like, there's so much money that can be spent on alleviating poverty that is dead, that, just, that gets quote unquote lost somehow, you know what I'm saying, into the wrong people's hands. And, the fact that we have money that's being put forward to, put towards scientific advancement, I don't see that as a negative. I see that as a positive, to be honest. Um, but what have we gained from exploring space? Other than, like, sick films <laughs> and Apollo dreams. 13, the movie was hot. <laughs> Come on. Men in Black. Men in no, Black. No, but, by the way, there's a new Men in Black. Did you I heard saw that? dog rubbish, though. I was going to swear that. You there. can't do Men in Black without Will Smith. Yeah, you can't okay? do Men in Black without Will Just Smith. Just no, but anyway... Um, what have we gained from exploring space? I feel like we've had this conversation before and I've always just said like, you know... Um, nothing. I don't know. Yeah, nothing. You got me. <laughs> no, chest move. <laughs> Checkmate. Um, no, I think there has been a lot of technological advancements uh, that have come about because of NASA's endeavours. You know, uh, when, you're trying to, when you're trying to do... You know, like in your, in your life and your company, you try to do a stretch goal. You know, you might say, we're going to quadruple revenues next year. Mm. It might be completely unrealistic. But in order for you to get there, you're going to invent and do a whole bunch of new stuff that you haven't done before to get there. And the same with space. Like, right now, we say we're going to go to Mars. It's pretty much technically impossible with the tech that we have now. Mm. But the innovations that it's going to spur is going to enable that to kind of trickle down into the rest of the economy. In fact, you know, things like the internet, this is not related to the space program, but the internet was developed by government programs that people would have said, why is this relevant? Like, why are we develop developing this internet thing? How is it going to, you know, impact our lives and then mm. 50 years later hey presto the whole economy is pretty much going to run off it um, so I'm, I'm anything innovation based I'm, I'm pro like I, I can't see the con and it also inspires the next generation of engineers like do you see what I'm saying if we're thinking big mm. then you're going to get big people coming up doing big things that's, what I, that's how I see it I just feel like it's a very expensive way to do it but you know let Let's watch this space. When is the African space station coming? We're it's going to probably be South content. Africa or Nigeria. Come on, Nigeria. Wakanda? No. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not bring up Wakanda every time we talk about Africa now? It's, it's the film is we part two. <laughs> no, because there's real African countries now. Come on, okay, let's, talk about, let's talk about the okay. real places. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like, Nigeria. That's, not, that's, that's a rage. Yeah, no, come on, Nigeria is going to be not, a We've got monies. you got a lot of monies. We can make you? it happen. Actually, maybe South Africa? South Africa is probably... Yeah, maybe South Africa. Or maybe, why can't maybe a Pan-African NASA, like, in Africa? Now, now we're thinking. Yes. Now we're thinking. All right, cool. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. So, while we were away, uh, my boy Sean Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z, became a billionaire with Whoop a B. You didn't mishear me. Um, Forbes basically announced that, you know, based off their projections of, of his assets, He's hit the one point, not just, he hasn't just made it, he's gone past it, he's like 1.1 something billion. Wowzers. Um, and the interesting part of it is that music, his music catalog only made up 75 million. So the rest of his net worth was completely based on ventures that he did outside of the music industry. He actually has a 70 million dollar state in, in Uber, which is confirmed. It's not, it's not the fake 300 million Beyonce one, unfortunately, that we all thought. Uh -oh. um, Tidal, it's like 100 plus million. Yeah. Um, and a whole bunch of other investments that he's got. He's got his... Uh, 2020 Rock Club? No, I don't think it's <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> he's got the Rock Nation, which is kind of like his management music arm, uh, his record label, whole bunch of other stuff. And it's just like, yeah, congrats, Jay, man. Now, invite us to the party. Invite us to the party. Is there anything? Oh, now he can afford to sponsor Techish as well. He could have done it a while ago. <laughs> he's just being tight. Come on, Jay. Open up the bag. <laughs> we could be the first billion dollar podcast. What, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about it? Is there, does it say anything to you? Like, yeah. Did, did, it says you, we need more black billionaires. Do we? Yeah. Do you think if you we had... You and I. Yeah. Next on the list. We're edging ever closer. We got three more patrons last week. I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm happy for Jay. Don't get twisted. And I think you're right. There probably does need to be a few more black billionaires. But I do feel like, you know... And I have the same energy for all billionaires. Okay. So I'm not, don't, I'm not just bringing this up because of Jay. I just don't think it necessarily means as much as we think it does in terms of the masses of people. Like, Who's going to change? Yeah, it's not going to change anybody else's life. But apart from Jay's, like, do you see what I'm saying? The irony is that he's now in the Illuminati. You know what I mean? So now he's got... That's, that's how I see it. What I see is he's got a seat at the table... Pyramid. Right. Yeah. 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 And now global influence and power. My yeah, God. no, definitely. I mean, Jay, he's done a lot. Of, he's, he's pushing a lot of work uh, with criminal justice reform. There we he go. He teamed up with Meek Mill and a few other like billionaires to kind of push an agenda to kind of reform. I forgot the name of the initiative. So listen, Jay, Jay as an individual, I can't not Jay. I'm sure. And I think they even used to like bail out a lot of Black Lives Matter activists on the, on the download. Like, um, so I'm not knocking Jay as a person. I'm happy that, you know, this has happened. I think on a business level, if you want to get lessons, diversification, he took money from the music industry that probably wasn't as lucrative and put it into other invest- investments. I think as an artist now, you're going to have to be an entrepreneur really mm. to kind of, to get what's rightfully yours really yeah. and truly kind of thing. So I can give many business tips and I think I might focus on that because I don't want to get too depressed in terms of like what the general economic trend for like the masses of black people kind of thing are at the moment. Yeah, as, he's as an person, outlier. He's an outlier. But what can we learn from the outlier? What can we learn? I wonder if he still has 99 problems. Or if he has... Listen, when you got money, <laughs> problems are low. Problems are little. You think nobody... Actually, uh, t- I take that back. I think when I you got money... Say, you, 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 yeah, yeah, the biggie, man. More yeah, money, more it's problems. True. It's true, it's true. When, when is there going to be like the black, like, Koch brothers. You know what I mean? Who's that? Like, you mean the Koch brothers? Yeah. That, I oh, I was that. doing, like, German pronunciation. <laughs> K-O-C-H. I was, like, whole, I was like, this is a whole other podcast, boy. What are you on? <laughs> How do you pronounce it? It's Koch brothers. Well, but it's K-O-C-H. I always like, thought it was, like, Koch or something. Am I? Please stop. Okay. <laughs> the Koch brothers. brothers. Yeah. So I'm the... talking about old money, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. Uh, when are we going to get the black billionaires that are like that? That's what I want to tap into. So what do you mean by that? So the Koch brothers are known... Generational on, wealth. They, they are notorious for funding political campaigns and for financing things that fit and their agenda. And for being hella rich. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the origins of their family it's are. It's oil, I think. Oil. It's just some old... Yeah, yeah. like they were the they first people daddy. to struck oil in America or they whatever. They got it from daddy. I don't, I, don't, I don't know when. I mean... That's what we need. You think Blue so? Blue Ivy, yeah. if you're listening, yeah, keep real. a hold of that. Yeah. Don't get distracted. <laughs> Invest wisely. Invest. Same for the twins. What are the twins called? I can't remember anymore. Anyway, there's hope for the future now. Maybe they'll fund the space program. Maybe. The, the Pan-African the, the space, space program. program. Let's bring them back. Bring back the diaspora. <laughs> hey, everyone. Abadassi here, one of the hosts of Techish Podcast. This is just a little shout out to tell you about our Patreon page. Starting from as little as $5 a month. You can turn your fandom into cashdom by supporting <laughs> supporting the Techish mission. Um, go to patreon.com forward slash techish and subscribe now. Big news. If I said Challenger Bank, 
what name would you think of? Yeah, Monzo or <laughs> first guess in pink debit card or yes, orange, or orange, depending yeah. on how you look at it. I see pink. Some people say orange. Yeah. Anyway, unicorn company, unicorn valuation based out of London. Based out of London, over two million users heading to the US. What do you think? Are they going to succeed? Um, you know what? I don't know enough about the state of of banking in the, in the states. That's that's my only problem. Like because I think what they've done here has been tremendous. Like you know they. They're so efficient. Like you, you spend, you tap something to spend, and then you get that notification on your phone straight right away. away. So you just like sh- immediately, you can travel and you can use it without uh, without getting charged and stuff like that. It was, no it's fees. really sick. Yeah, mm. no fees. So it's a really cute and like amazing product. I actually used to work next to them when I worked in White Bear Yard in East London, which is kind of like our tech hub. Um, so and it was a great team then, and I'm sure it's an even better team now. I'm sure they've grown leaps and bounds. Yeah, it's good for them. I don't know what. Um, what the chances are i mean you're familiar with the product you probably use it more than me like yeah it's different. And you spend more time in the states as well so what do you think i feel like fintech innovations in the u.s already a bit more advanced than like over here i don't know if that's to do with regulations or structures because sadly i'm not an expert on this but certainly what drew people to monzo was the ui and just the ease of use and you know yeah so many little things transferring money to friends in instance being able to set little budgets and little pots on your phone so you get a notification you're spending too quickly on eating out you're spending too quickly on transport it's not very often we've seen things go that way you know what i mean usually something dominates in the u.s starts expanding in europe starting in london it's not that often we see london-based startups going to the u.s that said flume flower delivery online flower delivery raised its seed round earlier this year, led by First Minute Capital. They started here in London originally. Right. They've now expanded to, I think, over five cities in the U.S. over this year. Nice. Monzo are now heading that way. I also saw that another fintech company, Emma, uh, which is kind of like a personal budgeting, personal finance manager, bought, similar to Plum, also expanding to U.S. So maybe this is the trend now. You know, maybe there is unique innovation happening here right. that isn't happening over there. Maybe. I mean, London is known for the fintech. Um, it's interesting what you say there because, yeah, I can't think of that many other London-based startups that have gone over and done their thing in the States. I know a lot of British founders that are doing things in the States, but they just upped and left and went to kind of... Sil- <laughs> bye. They just went, they're like, bye, I'm off, I'm going to the Silicon Valley and whatnot. Um, and, yeah, I wish them luck. Watch one last word. Did you watch um, When They See Us? I, Ava DuVernay, love her, but I gotta wait on that. You tell me about it. I'm gonna watch it when I'm more emotionally strong. But this is the thing, that's the point. I haven't seen it either, but oh. I, I've had a chance to watch it. I'm like, I don't wanna watch it. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what, man, I'm, I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired. Like, I, 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 I know the fuckery, but it's too emotionally punishing to watch that kind of stuff, especially when it's like there's barely a silver lining. And I'm familiar with the story, and I knew the story beforehand of yes. Central Park Five. So I'm just like, how badly do I want to watch somebody's lives or the lives of young people just go to shit and just be reminded and depressed at how bad the world can be and mm. kind of still is? And also how little it's changed. And how little and it's Trump changed. Trump is in the White House and probably right. will be for another four years. And right. Nah. It's, I, I honestly, like, the trailer was triggering enough that I was just like, I just don't know if I can do it. Like, honestly, after watching 13th, yeah. I didn't sleep properly for yeah. a long time. And I think I would prefer to re... Like, the th- 13th... Because it was so informative yes. and it was and educational and just more, you know, that documentary style, I can kind of get on board with more, especially, you know, just the way, the manner of storytelling. But when it's just visceral, emotional personal storytelling, personal storytelling, where you can put yourself in that, in that position and say, um, this is me, I'm, I'm that character, 
it's like, no, I can't do it. The only thing is, I do want to support Ava DuVernay. So, like, I've heard, I've heard people on Twitter just have been like, yeah, I just play, press play and just walk over my laptop just so she gets the streams. Honestly. Yeah, or watch it in segments. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch it in sections. I'm just yeah. going to split it up. I'm gonna, That's how I watched 12 Years a Slave. Right. I just did little 15-minute doses. I was like, cool, enough. Um, I'm very, I find it very difficult to separate fiction from reality. So, you know, I mean, this is reality this anyway. Fiction, yeah. It's a fiction. But what I mean is like, it's like I'm living it all over again when I'm watching it, if yeah. that makes sense. And, you know, the injustice of innocent people losing their lives in prison and fighting for, you know, ugh, whatever. I mean, I'm so proud of the courage that she and everyone involved in the project has taken to bring this story to light and right. remind us of, of yeah. what's happened. It, it takes so much courage to do that. And I just hope I can find the courage to watch it. I think Oprah has done, I think it's on Netflix. They've done like a recap where she's interviewed the original actual people of the Central Park Five. Um, and I think I'm more inclined to watch that just yeah. so I can kind of see the ending and just see like how they're doing now. and Are they okay? Kind of thing versus just watching the trauma from day one, I just can't do it, honestly. I mean, yeah. and maybe I'm a bad person. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think you are. I think but it's, it's just fair. so much just what's going honest. on. Like even like even now recently, what's going on in Sudan, for example? Yes. And it's just like you're powerless. It's, I think there's a certain mental toll of watching bad things happen that you're powerless to change. And after a while, your brain can't tell the difference between what's your life and what's you know what's what's not your life. Yeah. That makes any sense. But you feel bad because you're like you want to. Well, one thing be I'll that say person who's in, who's there. One thing I'll say is it is difficult to change things as individuals, but what's great about this kind of work is that it brings us together as a group on a higher level to inspire collective action, and collective action can change things. As individuals, we can't change stuff, but right. if enough people are inspired by this to continue reform, uh, continue reforming the justice system, continue reforming for greater transparency, etc., things could change. I mean, things already have changed, and we just hope that we continue on that path. Yo, everyone, thanks for listening to this week's Techish. That's the end of the episode. Uh, we might have a short break actually coming up because I think Abba's going to be in SF. Um, so it might be a few weeks until next week's episode. But we've got a whole back catalogue, a bunch of others. Back catalogue. Back catalogue to go back and listen. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, like I said, use the hashtag Techish. Um, we'll jump in there. And yeah, and we've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash techish. If you want to support, starting as little as $5 a month. And I want to thank this week's sponsor, and yeah, catch you next week.